Welcome to the Billboard Podcast, a safe space where personal growth meets self-love and spirituality. In here, we hold conscious and sometimes controversial conversations between open-minded souls as we believe in the power of sharing wisdom while remaining a curious student of life. I'm your host, Antoine Billboard, conscious content creator, spiritual influencer, and trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. In these episodes, I will open up about my own healing journey and how we can all contribute to the creation of a better world by raising human consciousness. Let's awaken the matrix within the matrix. What's going on, gorgeous soul? This is your host, Antoine Billboard. Welcome or welcome back to my channel and thank you guys so, so much for clicking on this brand new and fresh and fierce episode of The Billboard Podcast, the show where we bridge the gap between the virtual and the spiritual. For today's episode, we're going to be joined by the lovely, the hilarious and the gorgeous Montana Doran, host of the Tana Talks Podcast. Montana is a content creator, host of the Tana Talks podcast, as I said earlier, and Atlanta-based comedian that focuses on personal growth and development. With a degree in psychology, ladies and gentlemen, she uses multiple platforms to comedically engage with her audience to share tools that have helped her along the way. She is known for encouraging her followers on their personal journey and loving them where they're at. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome while starting your own business, we're also going to talk about how everything we've been through literally brought us to where we are at today in this very moment that everything was divine a divine intervention we're also going to talk about how science and religion should and could meet to create a better understanding of the universe and just so so much more so i cannot wait for you guys to dive into today's conversation and now with all of that said and without further ado let's hop right into today's episode with montana Dorn. Welcome back to the Billboard Podcast, and please welcome the gorgeous, the amazing, and the hilarious Montana Doran. Montana, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm doing so good. Sorry, I was sending this live to a bunch of people because I feel like Addison Ray right now. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're such a precious gem. I can't wait to have this talk. Oh, same. And just to give a little bit of background information to the listeners, Montana is a comedian and she likes to bring the healing in the comedy. And we could all use a little bit more humor, especially in our healing journey, because it's true that even though it's not always pink and butterfly, it doesn't mean it has to be miserable all the time. So I cannot wait to be diving a little bit more into that. Um, Montana and I met this year in 2022. Yeah, January. January. When I started working with Tori, I believe. Yeah. We're also going to maybe touch on that. What's it, what it's like to work in a freelancing organization. We met through Tori, Coach Tori Gordon. She hired the both of us. And here we are on a podcast today. So, Montana, why don't you go ahead and introduce the children, what you do, where you live. And yeah, what are you about? What is Montana Doran about? Thank you. I am 
20, I just turned 27. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I am a comedian. I'm a podcast host, content creator. I have a degree in psychology. So that's where a lot of my trying to keep the humor and the healing, because I feel like my comedy and my psychology have really, it kind of all went hand in hand. I have also a degree in communication. So I've always loved to talk. Um, just wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with it. And so then when comedy happened through my own healing journey, it's all been, it's been a lot, but I, I just want to, I've been through some really hard things. And um, one thing that kept me going was laughing and, and, and comedy and, and keeping the joy through the really hard times was, it was something that's really important to me. And so that's what I like to just bring to others is a little bit of light because we we've all been through some things. We're going through some things. We're all going through some things. So I really like to just, you know, bring joy into people's life. That that's what keeps me going. I love that. This is so inspiring. And I mean, you just mentioned it and I heard you say that in the past that you have been through things, things happen to you. And you also have said that you wanted to be more open about it. So I was wondering if you'd like to use maybe this tribune today to share with the children, the listeners, what you're comfortable sharing and what, especially what it taught you, what it how it made you stronger because this show is all about empowerment healing sharing our healing journey and I feel like I want to put forward your process your journey and how it had made you the tenor that you are today dropping your phone on a TikTok live Yeah, honestly, I could be here for like four days telling you everything I've been through because it's if you just you name it, I've been through it. So um, I'll try to keep it short because I am I do want to be more vulnerable. That's something even my followers have told me they're like, you share everyone else's story, but you haven't really shared all of yours since the beginning because I was very open in the beginning about it. But I kind of like maybe more of that imposter syndrome thing, like started to keep my stuff more quiet. So basically, I was in college. I kind of went through all the whole, I grew up in church environment. I don't know what your background is, but, and then when I got to college, I kind of just like went a little crazy and was like, forget all this and started just being really reckless with my life. I remember like before the age of 21, I had been um, hospitalized four times for alcohol poisoning. Oh my God. So a girl was coping with some really toxic things. Then I started using drugs. Then you know, started spiraling and continuing to spiral. And I ended up, I remember it was probably now at this time, like six years ago, I had been in college been living that horrible, like just lifestyle of just, and I ended up getting assaulted and it was like a sexual assault. And that's what led me back to church. Um, like a couple of weeks after that had happened, a girl invited me to come to church. And I was really, I didn't even really realize the full capacity of like what had happened. And so I was like, yeah, sure. I'll go with you. And then from that moment, like everything kind of changed in that, in that setting, in that service. I really remember seeing people like living and being free and worshiping and doing all this stuff. And I was like, it kind of felt real for me for the first time. So then like from that day, I, I started to go back to school because I had dropped out of school. I went back to school. I got back involved in church. I, I I started doing my degree and like really realizing like, oh, like I don't want to live that way. Like I want to turn all that bad into kind of good. 
And so then after I graduated, after I graduated, I just took a corporate job. I wasn't sure what I was wanting to do with my life yet. I still like, I just knew that I wanted to get a degree and I was really glad that I was finished with it. So I started working at a corporate job. And about two months after that, I got in a really bad car accident. And through that car accident, I had hit like I had a really bad physical injury. I had had a concussion. And so it was a lot of like mental and emotional things too, because like when your brain gets hit, um, and like your frontal part, that's a lot of like your emotions and your, your senses like that. And so it was a lot, it was a long road of recovery. And I had a bit, I was really dark in that time. And I remember I was working with the same church that had really changed my life and I was helping them plan events and we wanted to plan an event for, um, Valentine's day for single people, because that's like such a cliche day for single people to be alone and sad. And nobody wants to laugh if you're single on Valentine's day. And they're like, we want to make a fun event with a comedian. Like, can you plan this for us? And I loved that. So I was like, yeah, let's plan it. Well, it turns out I comedians were expensive and they weren't in our budget. And so the lady was like, we were getting to know each other through this process. She knew I had been hurt and she was like, well, you're funny. Why don't you do it? And I was like, I was like, what? And through all my like recovery and like through college and all that, like specials and watching comedy was really what helped me get through that healing process. Because I used to not be able to talk about my assault and things like this so freely and openly because it was a lot of shame. So like specials helped me a lot. And I always loved listening to comedians, but I never thought I could actually do it. And so when she said, why don't you do it? That was the first time anyone had ever said that to me. So I was like, sure. I ended up doing it 20 minutes, had never done comedy before in my life. And the rest is now like history. But I feel like going through all those horrible things, I didn't understand in the moment, but like, I get it kind of now, if that makes sense. So that's kind of what I went through and where I'm at in a little five minute spiel we love it on five minute spiel <laughs> i feel like i just rambled we love a good ramble too because i'm i'm always the one asking the questions and listening i'm never the one talking so i'm like did i just talk too much <laughs> and you know what i am all like i started on the podcast world being a guest being invited so I'm always used to like just be passively sitting there waiting for the questions and then you know I love talking my brain is probably ADD so I go on a million and one tangent so talking for me just like <sighs> comes naturally but then I found myself in the host seat and I was like okay I need to be asking questions <laughs> so whenever the other person stops talking I'm like yeah it's hard oh my cue okay got it <laughs> <laughs> it's all learning yeah remind me when was that that you were invited was it like literally this year oh no 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 okay so this is what happened so this is also a really crazy story it was February 14th 2020 and so if you don't remember a month later is when the pandemic happened so I had had this whole we had had our valentine's day thing 2020 it was a live event it was great i was it was a church event so they're like oh my god god wants you to do this like you're called to do this and i'm like okay i'm like okay i'll do it i'll do it if he told me to do it i'll do it and so i was scheduled actually it was so weird Fe march 12th 2020 was my first the first open mic i was going to go to because i had never been to an open mic i literally knew nothing about comedy because i they just threw me up they gave me 20 minutes i was like oh my god i'm a freaking professional i didn't realize the process that went into it afterwards and so 
obviously the mic got canceled because of COVID. And so I kind of went into this weird season of 2020 of like, well, I'm never going to do comedy again. Like the world shut down. I don't know the next time we're going to have a live event. Like, what am I going to do? So I really kind of went in on just doing the podcast and, and focusing on that because again, I was so new to it. I didn't know what I was doing. So I focused on the podcast in through 2020 and I kind of started Atlanta opened up at the end of 2020, beginning 2021. So that's when I would say I've been doing it for about a year. This is amazing because I feel like so many people went through a similar process of not only hitting rock bottom, having to turn 180. This is like a common theme with the guests I have on this show, like hitting this moment where you're like, oh shit, my life sucks. What am I doing with myself? And then completely going the other direction. And the pandemic was a catalyst for that, really asking yourself the right question. Or even people started to have a project that was literally thrown out the window, like your comedy project, but you did so wonderful recycling it um, into a podcast show. So yeah, what do you talk in your podcast? What are your favorite topics? What type of guests do you have? Is it all around healing? Do you have mostly comedians? So, okay. I have always, I'm a firm believer of just start where you're at. I literally started my podcast in my mom's basement. I had no idea really the direction. I had never made a graphic. I had never done anything. And I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And so I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to for so long, I believed my story didn't matter. It was kind of like unlearning that through the healing process. And that's why I kind of did that self-destruction for so long, like, because I believed I didn't matter. And, and you, you live that way for so long. And so then when I kind of had this, like come to literal Jesus meeting, like I, I had that moment, that encounter, I was like, no, my story matters. And everyone else's story matters. Cause I know if I believe this, then there's so many other people that have believed this too. So I want to spend my life like making people know that they matter, making people's stories matter, making people feel celebrated and feel loved because there were so many years and for so long of my life that I felt that I was unloved, unlovable, unseen, unheard. And so now I just want to make people feel seen and heard. And so I've always had in, I've always had interviews with people and there's, there was a over kind of, you know, as it's developed and I've learned how to do more things and make graphics and do things. I've been like, what is my, why, who is my demographic? And, and there was a common theme in every guest I had, they were all creatives. And so I was like, let's make this creative community. Let's make this a creative community. So I have a vast majority of creatives on the podcast. I will say I do I do have mostly comedians because that's what I'm around a lot, but I also have musicians. I'm, I'm, I love to surround myself with creative people because I went, I didn't start this until I was 25 years old. Wow. So I went 25 years old, 25 years of my life, not believing I was a creative, not thinking I was creative, not thinking I could do this. So I love surrounding myself now as an adult, like with creative people. So we have musicians, pastors, speakers, um, comedians, podcast hosts, coaches, um, dancers. I have, I have, I had a thrifter girl on last week. It's so crazy. Like, um, when you just open up your world, you never know, you know, the people that you'll meet. Did you just burp? I did, but I muted my Yeti so it doesn't go in the podcast, but now everyone's going to know. I'm sorry. 
I had to call you out on that because that was in my ear. And I was like, did this man just burp when I'm talking about God? <laughs> this is something that you touch on many times since the beginning of this episode that you were in a, you know, you were in a darker place in your past and you've brought yourself out of that. And now you're inspiring and helping people do that but also celebrating other people who have done the same because I feel like we all have this inner guidance inner source inner energy inner light so my next question has to do with your background in church so do you find similarities between what is being preached in church versus what is in the quote-unquote personal development world slash spirituality because I feel like it's all the same from my perspective and understanding now do you see parallels do you see do you see things that match that sound the same and do you see like disconnects as well that is something I've always felt like really disconnected from both like church world and then I feel really disconnected from like now I'm in this like comedy world like like I feel like I'm not like churchy enough for the church group and I'm not like a uh, world. I, I don't, I hate the term like church and world, but that's what the church uses. So I'm like, I'm not churchy enough for my church friends and I'm not worldly enough for my worldly friends. Mm. Cause you know, these people think I'm a sinner and then these people think I'm Virgin Mary. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you can't win with people. <laughs> duality, everyone duality. I take what I do very serious because I do feel like it all happened um, through divine intervention. Like it was a divine thing, you know, like only God could have made that happen. You know, like there was nothing else that could have happened to make me feel that way. So I will say I, 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 I do take what I take, do take it serious. And even a lot of my jokes are poking fun at me and being a Christian, but still messing up and like doing these silly things. So I do, but I will say especially as having psychology as the background, I do feel like there is definitely um, a disconnect in the church world as far as like mental health. They don't really talk about that because I, I just remember being told like, just pray more. And you know, you must, you must be dealing with that because you're just not praying right or your relationships aren't right and I'm right? like, like no, there are <laughs> it's a lot of sh there's a lot of shame in that and the, and and I do see a lot of things that I'm like I wish I wish you know because I think when um science and religion can you know there's tr I definitely try to be a bridge and because I feel like I can speak to some people that would never ever step foot in a church and I can speak to them and I can show them love and show them something. And then I can also like, I can go to a club. So I try to be a bridge. I, I don't know if that answers the question, but. No, but it's amazing because I feel like so many people of this generation are this blend between different culture. Like for me, I'm half white, half First Nation. So I have this multi-generational baggage of trauma around segregation and, um, you know, in my dad, on my dad's side, children were taken away from their families, renamed. They were literally bleached. They were Christianized, um, forced to change culture. They would grow resentful of their parent. They would, they would like be racist against their own par parents. And then my mom is white. So I have like this 
identity of like these two worlds colliding. So I feel what you're saying. Like when I was with my First Nation friends, I was the white, the white one, but amongst the white population, I'm this tan exotic first nation person you know so it's really challenging but well it's not challenging but i feel like we have a duty as a generation to like bring people together like you might have a mission to bring science and church religion and the tangible together because here's the thing i had a guest on the podcast earlier this week and he is a man very cerebral business he touches on his emotions for sure but he works in his mind a lot, but he can understand these concepts thanks to like nowadays with metaphysics, there, there are literally mathematics formulas explaining God, like the way the universe, universe unfolds, the way creation is being done, both through structure and chaos. So when you bring that into a more logical, so to speak, light, people are like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, I think that's um, that's what I definitely had to unlearn a lot. And like, because when I grew up in this like culture of hardcore Southern Baptist, Southern Bible Belt culture, um, it's a lot of shame. And you and it's like people call it fire insurance. Like, you know, I kept a lot of my I kept my faith for like fire insurance because I didn't want to go to hell, you know, and so then when you get older, when you get older, you're like, wait, you don't understand that it's really just love and that divine connection. And and, and he is love and he embodies and, it, and it's the relationship thing. And so, you know, I think that we've definitely missed the mark. We've definitely missed the mark in aspects of as far as far as like religion and, and how we go about things. But I love now that there's more research, there's more you know, and even people that go into researching it and are so like against anything divine, they, they end up believing more than other people. So it's like, I love that there are these, <laughs> <laughs> that there's more, there's more research, there's more information, I guess. Yeah. Do you know the books Journey of Souls? No, tell me about it. So there's this book series called Journey of Souls and then Destiny of Souls. Basically, it was this man called Dr. Michael Newton who wanted to prove that there was nothing after death. And upon his research, he ended up proving otherwise <laughs> because he's a hypnotherapist. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he would do like past life regression and he wanted to go like back into the womb. And then he ended up going even further. And there were similarities between his different clients that never knew each other, never met each other. When you die and then being taken to this place where like there's this infinite forgiveness and gratitude feeling like he literally proved that we go through a process in between lives and that we have several lives indeed. So I feel like the, the human experience is fascinating and we are so far from our full potential. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is. It is so the the human experience there's nothing, you know. And I think too that's so beautiful because it's like you want to he went into that wanting to disprove something so hard and then he's like actually actually no, like I literally now I'm going to spend my whole life researching this because it's real. So that's I mean that just shows you it's it's divine. 
and expanding. <laughs> and now I'd like to bridge this conversation maybe towards imposter syndrome since it was on the menu for today, right? <laughs> so considering your background, you know, you have patterns of shame and maybe a conditioning and then you're wanting to start your own business, be a comedian, like it's a complete shift of identity. How has imposter syndrome manifested itself in your reality? Do you still feel it nowadays? And how do you cope with it? Oh, yeah. So the thing is, is yes. <laughs> Cock print, um, moving on. <laughs> let me just say, the thing is, is here's the, okay. I started this podcast literally in my mom's basement, like on a like kind of whim, like I had been saying for a while that I wanted to. And then my friend was like, well, why don't you just do it? And she's like, it doesn't matter if one person listens, like at least like if only one person listens, that's all that matters. And so I literally put this out there, like not thinking anybody was going to listen. Then when people started listening, I was like, what am I doing? I should quit. Like, let me never do this again. Like, what am I doing? That's the thing. Once it starts working, once you're getting in the direction that you actually desire, you're like, no, let me hit the brakes. No. Hold up. (laughs) So, and I didn't know what these feelings were. And then as I started looking into it, I realized that it was imposter syndrome and, you know, and the thing about healing too, is like, you can get over one thing and then it's another thing you're going to have to get over. It's like, I think that I'm way better than I used to be, but I'm not as good as I'm going to be yet. And I think it's a journey. And I think you're going to constantly have to be learning and growing and healing through something. And so imposter syndrome came up to me as as a like, kind of like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Why do you think? You, and then it, I, I, it, so it's something that I constantly have to talk back to and say, no, literally I started this in my mom's basement when nobody was listening. And now I literally, if I didn't, you have to believe in yourself because I, I continue, I, you got, I keep going, I keep going. And then the imposter syndrome will come back up and I got to check it. I got to check it. And it, I'm not perfect at it. I'm not, but I've learned to kind of quiet them down because I've realized that we all kind of have that imposter syndrome. And if you don't, then great, you know, whatever you're lying. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're lying to some degree. We all have experienced imposter syndrome. And so I think knowing that and like be not letting it control me because I'm still, I feel like if I let it control me, I would have quit already, but I'm not letting it control me. I continue to fight back every single day. I continue to show up to shows. I continue to do podcasts. I continue to post stuff, even though sometimes when I'm posting it, I am cringing so hard at myself. Yes. There is some perfectionism kicking in. And I mean, like, look at you, like you stood it in your mom's basement and now you have an actual neon sign on your podcast backdrop (laughs) I started in the basement and now I've made it to the kitchen wow where will I go next (laughs) no I mean (laughs) Calabasas this is my audition to be um a Kardashian friend Mm. yeah (laughs) sorry um but anyway yeah imposter syndrome is something that I mean it comes up 
And it's those feelings of inadequacy. And I think it's because I, like I said, in the beginning, I spent 25 years not believing in myself. So it's not like they're going to go away overnight. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight, as you said, on clockwork. But one thing for sure that I that helped me cope with imposter syndrome is that once you experience that feeling, that imposter feeling that you're a fraud, who are you to do that? You don't know enough. You're not good enough. Well, that's exactly when you're ready to go. That, yeah, that doubt is just testing you. It's like this divine test asking you, are you really sure that this is what you want? And if you go for it and it works, bam, like you, you've got you, you've got your proof that it works. And then one other thing that I love saying about imposter syndrome is that you don't need to be the absolute pro in what you're doing. You only need to be one or two steps further than someone to be of value to that person. So if I can be of value to that one person that is one, two steps behind me, that I can bring this person up with what I know now, my job's done. And then I just keep learning. I will say one of the craziest things, oh, I'm so glad you said that, was when I started this, I didn't realize what would happen afterwards because I had a lot of people reach out to me after and were like, oh my God, you inspired me to start this, this, and this, 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 this. Ripple effect. And that added, it added another layer of imposter syndrome because it's like, what? How did I make you want to do this when I just barely decided I wanted to do this? And it it added that other layer, but now, but that's how it kind of trickled into the creative community because I realized that, oh my God, that's just imposter syndrome. Because what I believe is, is that our destinies are all interconnected. So me starting this, me having this idea of wanting to start Tana Talks and wanting to start comedy, like it's connected to someone else wanting to start their thing. Cause like literally after I started it, I had five friends start a podcast of their own. And I'm like, yes, I love this. Like if me doing this inspired you to do that, like literally let's go. Like, what do you need help with? What can I help you with? Like, it's amazing that I think we're all interconnected. And so like, if there's something that you've wanted to do that you've been putting off, it might be not just putting it in, it might not just be affecting you. It's affecting other people because you don't know who you can reach and who you can touch and who you can help inspire to like live out their purpose too, by just living out yours. I, my entire being just recrystallized when you said this, like (laughs) when (laughs) I just shifted dimension, (laughs) but it's so true. Like, like there's a quote that says every day that you don't share your greatness to the world is a day where the world gets poorer. Oh, because you, as you said, right. You never know if you share your voice who's listening and who's in need of hearing what you have to say. Yeah. Because we're all going through something and there, and, and like through my accident, that was literally, and through my assault and everything, those were the most painful moments of my life. And those are hard moments. And you never think that purpose will be birthed out of them. But I like, there is so much purpose birthed out of pain. I don't know how to describe it. And if you can take that pain and create something from it, like you said, it's literally, you never know who else it will affect because you've been through things to help other people who have been through those things too. Amen. Amen. And without pain, there is no growth in my opinion. Like if you don't surround yourself with people who challenge you, you're never going to grow. Like how can you truly know peace if you've never known war? How can you know love if you've never 
known pain. And yeah, how can you know bliss if you've never known like suffering? So this duality, this dual world that we live in allows us to experience contrast between different emotions to be more able to choose what it is what that we want to experience like what are the feelings what are the emotions what are the experiences that are nourishing to my soul that makes me want to evolve that makes me want to get outside of my comfort zone and reach what's beyond and reach my full potential so these experiences that you've been through has not only forged tana how she is today, but also opened the doors to so many things, which makes me want to bridge to quantum jumping and time co time collapsing. These are things that really fascinate me. I see your reactions. I think we're going to go there. Literally at all times, there's a million and one versions of Tana that you could tap into. And it's just a matter of which one do you want to be? How does she act? How does she feel? And by embodying that, you'll step into that, which kind of brings me back to imposter syndrome. Like if you don't believe that Tana can be a podcast host, she would have never started it in her mom's basement because she would have been like, there is no way it can be a podcast host. And by stepping into this other version of yourself, you kind of open the door to other possibilities, other, so to speak, dimensions, other versions of you where different versions of other people also exist that might be in need of your input, your knowledge, your love. Every day, like we are one choice away from our greatest potential and every single choice that we make, it either brings us closer to these goals or further. It's just a matter of choice. And each choice, like it's the butterfly effect, I think, like each choice that you make will have an impact on people. So it's about knowing what impact you want to have in the world. And I feel like you've really stepped into the impact that you want to have. Oh, Antoine, literally, that is so sweet. And it means a lot because, I mean, it's gotten easier as time has went on. And I love, like, I love the highest version. Cause literally I always say like, Tana is my Sasha fierce, like Montana, like Montana is just Montana. But like when I'm Tana, that's when I am in bot. Like, that's what I go. That's what goes on stage. That's yeah. the like, you know, so like I feel Jack like, Queen. like, I feel yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my drag name. Tana. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> but even that it's gotten better. Like I told you, I haven't posted a TikTok in over a month. It's been since Valentine's Day. And so it's like, I still struggle with these feelings of imposter syndrome. And it's something that I'm actively having to fight. So just because the vision becomes clearer and, and your messaging becomes clearer and your purpose becomes clearer, it's still something that you have to actively fight through. And, and, and it doesn't mean that you still might have to take a break from some things like, like, I, I think I needed that little break, but it's coming back. It's, it's coming back. It's never giving up. You know, it's okay to take a break, but you got to come back better than you were before. If you're going to take a little, little breaky break, that's fine. Take, it. but come back better with better than before is kind of how I feel. Amen. Stunning business without burnout, because you and I both know. Oh, I'm just, that's what I'm saying. I'm recovering from a burnout. So yeah, yeah. 
Any advice for the children on how to, you know, do business without burnout? I know you're just like freshly out of it, but like moving forward, <laughs> do you have any advice for maybe yourself that you want to share? No, I I can give you advice on how to get burnout. Uh, take on all the projects that I do. <laughs> uh, I can tell you how to get in burnout. Um, no, something that I because it's been this pattern since I started doing this, like I work myself to death and then I get tired, I get sick. And then I, you know, whatever, it's a cycle. And so I'm trying to be what I will say has worked. Cause like, it's been whatever that zoom call was probably February where I was like dead sick. I was like, Oh, I'm burnt out. I got to get better. And so what I've been trying to do is just take, be more intentional to with my time and to prioritize myself and fun and fun activities. Because I think it's hard when you have a job and then you have these hobbies like comedy and the podcast. Those are like my hobbies, but now that's like a job too. And even though it's fun to get up and tell jokes and be like, it's still a job, you know? And so it's kind of trying to find those activities that aren't work that are still fun because, and that's something that I've learned through working with Tori and working through with you this year is that you have to prioritize fun. Cause as a child, like we played, we had playtime, we had recess, but then when you become an adult, you don't make any time for fun or play or anything. And so I think finding time for that, whether daily, weekly, and monthly, like three different things, I think really has helped me over this last like month and a half to, to, to like overcome burnout and then stay not like to not get in burnout right away again. Cause usually I would still be burnout. Yeah, no. And it's so important to take care of yourself, whether that is through a spiritual practice and morning routine, evening routine, and just disconnecting from the world if you want to you we want to use one of your words like disconnecting from the world from time to time daily weekly monthly so inspiring tana i want to be mindful of your time i know you gotta go back to the world with your corporate job but it's been such a charm to have you today on this episode thank you so much for being here do you have any last word that you'd like to share to the listeners i want to say thank you for having me And I know you have an amazing community of beautiful people that are doing amazing things. And I want to say to you and to them to not give up and to remember where you started and always look back on where you started and know that you're way farther than you were when you started and to keep going. And we're better together. That's what the background says. And I mean it. We are all better together. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks again for being here. Um, you'll be able to find all of Tana's links in the show notes. She's on Instagram, TikTok. She has a podcast, an amazing podcast about healing and empowering people. And I'm going to need, this is what I need to end on. You need to catch a flight to Atlanta, ASAP Rocky, so we can get a podcast recorded. Okay. Noted. I'm an old fashioned girl. I don't do this Zoom. We do real life. I need you to cry in front of me and I want to feel your energy. I am so down for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be catching a flight. And oh my God, this would be such a great activity for this summer. And honestly, this is just a plug for you. Thank you for designing my podcast art. You really took that ish to the next level. We're about to get that media kit. Like hit Antoine up if you need your content made because he is the content king. Thank you so much. Wow. Like, I feel like you're the one promoting me right now. So thank you for that. (laughs) I'm way better at promoting other people. (laughs) (laughs) Imposter syndrome, right? Yep. 
pretty much. That's why I do other people's stories instead of mine. And people are like, girl, it's called Tana Talks. Why aren't you talking? <laughs> Rebranding to Tana doesn't talk. All right. On this note, thank you so much to everyone who have tuned into this gorgeous episode of the Billboard podcast. As I said, all of Tana's links are going to be in the show notes. And thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next week for the next episode of the Billboard podcast. Bye, guys. I love you so much. You are precious. I love you too. Bye. Bye. All right, gorgeous soul. Thank you so, so much for listening to another episode of the Billboard Podcast. If you find value in this episode, please go ahead and leave the show a five-star review. Not only does it allow me to keep doing my thing, but it also brings the show to more people. And if you've learned something, why don't you take your contribution one step further by sharing the episode to a friend? I remember in my own personal growth journey, I just loved when people would send me an episode that they thought was resourceful. So why don't you be that friend? Share the love, share the message, and send this episode to a friend. I thank you in advance. I'm so grateful that you're here. And now, if you'd like to, let's hop right into another episode of the Billboard Podcast.